Welcome to the Rebel Soul Podcast. If you're a coach, healer, or creative who has a calling in your soul to turn your unique gifts into a business that lights you, your clients, and your bank account up, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Lauren Ciesco, the queen of spiritual sales, self-sabotage expert, intuitive business coach, and a rebel soul. Each episode is intentionally designed to shift your soul and give your mind proof that it is possible to make money for your soul gifts, build a business without all the rules or hustle, and have fun along the way. Welcome home, Rebel Souls. Welcome back, Rebel Souls, to another episode of the Rebel Soul Podcast. I am so excited and to be completely honest, a little bit nervous and scared to share some of the things that I'm going to be telling you on this podcast. Over the last few months, as soon as I knew that I was going to be having a podcast, there had been thoughts that have come into my mind like, Ooh, one day I want to share that on my podcast, but that seems really scary or, Ooh, I really want to say this, but this feels like it's pushing it a little bit. So I decided to put together all of the unconventional and to be honest, kind of maybe shocking to you ways that I build my business that I show up and that I do in my business, because, well, I want to share for multiple reasons, right? But ultimately this podcast, it's for you guys and, and it's for the rebel souls. And really what a rebel soul to me is a soul worker who knows that they are meant for more. And you have been on a mission on going after the thing you want to do, but have been doing it in a way that of the mind and of the shooting and of programming. And sometimes what is required of us is to rebel against the things that we are told that we should do, right? Like growing up with school, you know, the good grades, chasing the stars, chasing the gold stars. But what I learned is that when you can really learn how to build a business or do anything, go after any end goal in a way that feels best to you, and you really give yourself permission to live on the leading edge of what's conventional and not conventional, amazing things can happen. And not only will you get the results in a much faster way, but you will have way more fun along the way. And there has been points in my business where it felt very heavy. It felt very confusing. And like, I didn't always know what to say. And I was always committed and I never wanted to give up, but Right now, I'm in this place in my business where it just feels like ease. It feels like I'm a little bit leaned back and everything. There's a little bit of space between me and showing up and everything I do. And it just is like this content on tap. And I just can't keep up with everything I want to put out. And it's because of this, I'm in this place because I gave myself permission to really do things my way, which allowed me to be in a place of my energies in the right place. And now I'm a channel and it just feels like fun. And this is really what I want to talk about with you guys today and really give you permission to do the same thing. And what is so important is I remember when I first started, I thought I had to do it a certain rate, right? So I 
thought I had to have like the perfect email and have all the right copy and have like paid funnels and do the email list. And I remember at one point, like I was so programmed of like, oh, you need to look professional. And I remember when I used to make videos that there would be like a set of shirts that I would like my button up shirts that I would like turn, like put on to like look good in front of the camera versus now where I just like wear, I, I don't ever change because I'm just being me and I'm just authentically, it's authentically coming through. And I want to give you guys permission to be you, to do it in your way. You're perfect right now, right? There's so many rules and there's so many judgments that we put on ourselves that really put us in boxes and restrict us from tapping into the parts of us that are meant to come out and do it our way. And I just want this episode to be an example of ways that you can push the envelope. And I'm not telling you guys these things so that you can do these too. And maybe they actually might inspire you and they might feel good and you might do some of these, but I want this to be permission for you to find the things that you might think people are like judging you or like really like, wait, people are doing that and it's working. Like, that's what I want this to be for you. And when you can really understand that we actually live in a world in the universe, the way it works is that we go first and the universe always responds. We're, we always have the first move. And so that means is that we actually get to determine the rules and the way that the universe responds to us. There's actually been a lot of studies. One of the most famous one is the double slit experiment, where it basically the conclusion is, is that the way we observe the world changes the way that the world molds. And so therefore our energy, our thoughts, what we decide, whatever our most dominant vibration is around anything is going to determine the results. So when I first started my business and it was very like checking off the boxes and like all of the shooting, I thought, and this is what I think a lot of us go through is that you need to work hard in order to, you know, be able to have results. Right. And I, and let me get, let me be honest in the beginning, you guys, there is a certain amount of work that needs to be putting put in and it's not going to all come easy right? So there is a level of work, but there is a point where when you planted the seeds and they get to start to grow, that it doesn't make sense for the little amount of energy that you can put out and the, the results you can get. You can learn how to collapse time and do things much easier. And it just comes through experimenting. It comes through trust and it comes through really being an intentional about how we, the rules that we set for our business, our energetic standards. This is something that I talk about in most of my containers and especially in the mastermind that me and Jen Navarro ran together, the two of them. This was a huge part of what we played because when you understand that we're literally making the rules based off of our beliefs. And so therefore, if we can stand behind a certain belief, whatever the path path of least resistance is the way it's going to go. So some of the energetic standards I'm just going to share. And then basically all of the things I'm going to share with you today are all examples of what, of rules that I've made that actually work for me. Okay. So just to give you a few of them to start off with, right. So I say like the more fun I have, the more money I make. At one point, 
when I was going through a lot of stuff, I was, my thing was the more I cry, the more money I make. And in fact, the months that I made the most money, I was crying a lot around there. I was doing a lot of emotional work and clearing all of the channels. And I'll talk more about that. My other things that I believe is that clients just come to me. I don't have to go looking for clients. They come to me. I believe that social media gets to be fun and it doesn't have to feel heavy. I also believe that my community just keeps on growing. The more I show up, there's nothing I need to do. And so because I actually just truly believe these thoughts and these beliefs, it's just that my energy, it's what my reality is. So one of the things I want you to start thinking about as I'm going through examples in my business, I want you to get aware. And I think this is two parts of the puzzle, right? Is first understanding the subconscious rules that you're already living by, right? Which is, I'm guessing some of them, I have to work hard to make money, right? Like I need to grow my audience to make more money, right? Where there's things that we can do or energetic boundaries that we can set that will change the way we show up in our business. The other thing is that the traditional work mindset, right? Where I have to work hard to feel worthy. So I'm going to start going into (laughs) these unconventional ways that I build my business, right? But once again, I'm telling you guys this because I just want this to be permission for you. Permission to see that you're perfect the way you are right now. There's not, we don't have to become more. We don't have to be more professional. We don't have to be more educated, anything. It's just right now is enough and you get to do it your way and it gets to work your way and you get to have a life that feels like a hell yes. And you get to have a business that feels like a hell yes. And I am living proof of it. And this podcast is going to really take you even deeper into it. Okay. So without any further ado, I'm going to go in and list down the unconventional and a little shocking things that I do to build my business. Okay. So the first thing is I follow the flow of my energy. So I prioritize my energy. And what this really means and what this looks like is I'm just really honest with myself of who I am, the good, the bad, the things that make me me. I have ADD. So knowing that I have ADD, my brain and my energy works a little bit different than other people. I'm also a projector, which is a human design type right? So I think one of the things that literally took my business to the next level was when I learned about human design and I learned about my energy type and as, and I'm not, this is, I'm not going to go deep, but my takeaway from this is go find out your energy type and do enough research to understand how your energy is best and how you make decisions. Okay. And when I learned that I was a projector and I was a clinic projector, it completely changed the way I showed up in my business. And it helped me grow a deeper level of trust because projectors in particular are a very different energy type. In fact, we're supposed to do things completely different than other energy types. So as soon as I learned that I was like, oh my gosh, it was like this permission where I was like, I feel seen, I feel heard. Like, no wonder why this, like trying to stick to a, like a strict schedule or doing, trying to like overwork and all these things that we're doing weren't working because it wasn't the way that I am meant to work. And so when I really, I actually got a couple of readings and um, from people that are no human design and I learned all about it. And then I experimented with my business. And as a result, I have created a workflow and know 
what things light me up and how to work so that I continually am having sustainable energy in my business. So I don't ever feel burnt out that it just feels like every day I'm like, Oh, I get to do this. Right. It's not this, like these like stopping goes or these like big outputs of energy. And then I'm feeling burnt out and I can't recover after launches. Right. It just makes it very, very sustainable. Right. So just to, to break it down even more, like things that I actually do is depending on the time of the year and where I'm living, as most of you guys know, I've been a digital nomad for the last year, mostly living in Mexico and the last five months or not five, I guess since February, I've been living here and my, this time around my energy, my body has it has not been wanting to get up until like eight 30 or nine. And has been staying up until like 11 is the earliest, but most likely not going to bed between 10, I mean, between midnight or even one, two, some nights. And instead of judging it and believe me, there was a lot of resistance for a couple of weeks. I was like, I need to go to bed earlier. I need to wake up earlier. And then, then I was like, kept on asking myself, it's like, for what? And the only reason why is because I think I should be, or because I'll be more productive in the morning, right? which is not even true, but I was just programmed that, oh, if, you know, you got to wake up at 5am to be a millionaire, like, right. All of these like advice for people, like, you know, early bird gets the worm, but in this season in my life, it didn't feel right. Like sleeping in has felt really good and staying up late. And then I don't start work until 11. And then most days I'm sometimes working at eight, but I'm not feeling burnt out or resistance. It's just like, this is the way my life feels. Whereas there has been other times in my business when I was living in California and was like naturally waking up at like six, six thirty, going to the gym and then like in the flow aligned and ready to go at eight. And then by three o'clock in the afternoon, I'm like over it, like for so long, anytime after working after three just felt like a drain of energy. And so I just really gave myself permission to work the hours and where my body felt like. So it wasn't like I was fighting against it. So I naturally had more energy and it just felt really sustainable. Um, I also being ADD after like researching stuff, I actually knowing how I work and stuff and then the ticks and stuff, I actually give myself a full hour in the morning to kind of just fuck around, right? Like scroll social media, get distracted, right? Get all of that energy, like all of the things that I would want to distract myself. I'll just, I call it like a burn hour, right? So I know the after getting aligned and sometimes I do this burn hour before my alignment, but most times I get aligned first and I'm feeling good. And then I'll just give myself an hour just to like burn, to do nothing, to just like, and sometimes it's scroll. Sometimes, sometimes I am just after I work out and I'm in alignment, I'm like in the flow. And all of a sudden it's like, I'm writing posts or I'm getting ready. You know, I'm like want to create and I just go into it and I don't need that hour to burn, but I just every morning give myself the option of it. Right. So these are things that I, I don't actually really use a schedule besides my calendar, my calls that are scheduled. Everything else is just a lot of space. I have kind of intentions, but I'm really like whatever's in the moment that feels good is what I'm doing in that space on my energy type. Okay. So that's the first thing that I do. That's a little unconventional, right? I don't, I, to the extreme, follow my energy and give myself permission to work when it feels good. Okay. 
Now, the second thing that I do that this might be a little shocking to you, and I'm this is the one thing I'm going to highly recommend for actually everybody is every day I purposely sit in the resistance and I look for all of the doubt, disappointment, and any negative emotions. So part of my alignment routine, um, which is most days, I'm not perfect, which is another thing I allow myself to be. It's just most days. It's a habit at this point that when I go to sit down and do my embodiment work, to do get aligned, to tap into it, part of the process. And one of the very first things I do is I actually allow myself to bring all the resistance. And especially lately, I've been looking at disappointment. Like what are the things that I'm like, think that should be different or like, what do I really feel disappointed at? And I allow the feelings to come up and I feel them fully. Okay. Now why I do this is because there was a time when I would do the quote unquote mindset work, thought work, and I would just look and, and think about the things I wanted, but it wasn't, really like believable. It was like, as if I was reciting the affirmations, but in my body, it didn't really feel true. And I tell the story all the time of when I was getting coached by Brooke Castillo one day in the hundred K mentorship, and I'm sitting across the table from her and we're six months in and she's like, and I'm like, I do believe I can make a hundred thousand dollars. And she was like, bullshit and like slammed her hand down the table and was like, you don't believe you can make a hundred thousand dollars. And the reason why I know that is because if you really believed that you would make a hundred dollars, hundred thousand dollars, you'd be doing, taking different actions. Right. And she like listed out the things I was doing. And in that moment, it was like this light bulb went off and I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. And what happened was that I wanted the results so badly I was like in this state of smoking hopium, which is where that term comes from. I was just like, I want to believe I like, I wanted it so much. And I was just like in the state of like almost denial that there was this doubt and that there was these things, because I was afraid that if I looked at the doubt or the disappointment, then that would be the thing that manifests. And so what I've just got really good at is being able to actually intentionally bring up any resistance every day. I want to clear, I want to be a squeaky clean energy. I want to be a clear channel so that when I'm thinking about, you know, signing clients or hitting big goals or finding the man in my dreams, that it feels really believable in my body. And a couple of things happens when you do this. So first off, the, the main reason why I started doing this is because I had made mistakes in the past where I gave, where I just didn't look at the doubt and the subconscious thoughts were still there. And then I manifested that thing. Right. And that the big thing that happened is when I ended up moving home with my parents, my lesson I learned is that I focused so much on my fear that I didn't, that I didn't sit enough in the belief, which then my reality became, I didn't have enough money and I moved home with my parents. Right. So this is from like real life experience that I saw how I actually lived in, in the doubt and the fear because I never gave it the light of day. I just, it was underneath there versus now after that incident, I, every single day will literally look and figure out is like, what do I not believe? What feels a little bit wobbly and I'm poking holes in it. I'm looking for evidence of why it's not. And what this actually does is this builds trust in your body so that you can see that, Hey, this isn't actually true. And the other thing that happens is that when you're constantly having the skill of being able to sit in the resistance and hold resistance and like be 
calling it in, you then feel safe holding resistance in your body and you're not afraid of it. And so it really is the resistance that lives in our body and the fear that lives in, in the body that holds us back from taking the actions that we really want. So because I've gotten really good at sitting with resistance and not only sitting res resistance and processing all of the emotions, but I've also gotten really good at shifting out of the resistance really fast because I have so much trust with myself because I practice and I sit in it every day and I know it's going to go away and I know how to do it fast. So the long-term effects of being able to sit with my feelings and feel my feelings every day is that when I'm going out in my life and it comes up, I'm, I have the trust and the tools to shift at it really fast out of it really fast. So I'm able to, and I'm, my next thing I'm going to share with you is I only take aligned action and I'm actually able to only take aligned action because I know how to shift out of it so fast. So I believe that my alignment is a hundred percent in control, right? Where in the past, it has gotten in my way to be like, Oh, I only take aligned action. Um, to the extreme and then would make excuses, but I'll go into that in the next one. But what I want you guys to know, and it's funny because I was having, um, a conversation with one of my clients, um, the people who are going through hell yes offers, they got this six part video series where I really explain how to make offers exactly what to say. And what keeps people from saying, from really showing up is that they don't know what to say and they're sitting in resistance. So I teach my process of how to get out of resistance and they were reflecting to me. They're like, Oh, it's so interesting. I'm so glad that you, that you reflected on this or taught this because for so often, like you know, I'd be like, oh, well, I'm going to wait for the aligned time. It's like this waiting game. But now I'm seeing that you can actually manufacture alignment. And it was funny because I'm like, manufacture, that's kind of an interesting word to say, because to me, it doesn't feel like manufacturing it. It feels like trust. It feels like I have a process because I have the trust to sit with it that I can sit sh shift so fast. So once again, my alignment's 100% in my control. And what really it is that I've gotten good at is that I it's not always about yeah off. Yes. At this point I can most likely move the resistance out of my body. So it's no longer there. And I'm truly taking a uh, aligned action from a feeling really, really good, but I've also gotten really good at getting to a place where I've had most of it, but there still might, I might be still sitting with discomfort or like there's some big shit in my life, but I'm able to compartmentalize it and take action that is aligned because I'm really connected to my why and I want to be doing it, but I'm also uncomfortable, but it feels aligned to show up. Right. So it can be both. Right. And so the more that I'm just sitting in the resistance every day and calling in the negative feelings and releasing them, it just becomes no big deal. And so I really am like a master of, I trust myself. I can show up. I'm a channel of like content. It's just so easy. So this is like such a key thing. And you, you better believe I will be doing some master classes on this. And to be honest, the next program I'm going to be releasing is deep into this. This is embodiment work. What keeps us from being the person we want to be is the emotions that go along with it. And so when you understand how to shift the emotions, you just not go from doing an action, but you, you shift into the person that is being the person that already has action, which is the thing that creates it. Okay. So that's the second thing I do. That's a little shocking and a little unconventional is every day I'm looking at the dough, the resistance and releasing it and shifting it. Okay. So third thing, like I mentioned is alignment before action. And 
once again, I am an extremist in this. I will not record a podcast or put a podcast out just because it's Tuesday. I'm only doing things because it's aligned and I have something that feels good. However, I do have trust with myself to be consistent because I built it up over time with my ability to be in resistance and shift out of it and shift into alignment. So often that it rarely gets me or is an excuse for me not to take the action, right? It's really has been a experiment, right? And actually I did one year or last year, I did a um, 30 day course called the alignment experiment. And this is really what we went deep into of like learning how to get into that aligned place. And here's, here's what you, what I want you to say to you guys is that if you're ever asking how, like, how, what do I do next? Or how do I do this? Or you think about, I want to sign a client. And then your next thing is how the truth is, is that the person who, who is asking how is not an embodied place. The person that is embodied already knows the how. And so when you are in the feelings of the person of like, oh yeah, I already have these results or it's inevitable, or you trust it's going to come, you're going to have access to a different level of knowledge and guidance that is the actual right next thing to do, right? So when we get stuck and we don't know how, or we're asking how, it's just because we're out of alignment. When we are in alignment, the how and the and all the questions will be revealed because you're in a different state and you have a different level of knowing, right? And so that's really like, once again, this is going to be part of my next course that I'm teaching is like really this piece of like shifting into the embodiment when you are it, it is from an aligned place, right? So to me, alignment and embodiment are very similar to obviously different sides of the same coin, right? Where embodiment is a deeper level of alignment because it's just who you are. It's like you're in the flow of it. Okay. So the fourth thing I do is that is unconventional is I prioritize fun in my life. Okay. Now here's what I've been afraid to say (laughs) in a little bit to people, because I'm afraid people are going to judge me and not in a good or bad way, but it just feels weird to say this. But right now the life that I'm living, it feels like I'm living my college days again, all over again. Like I literally feel like I'm in college. You know, we talk about how Oh, college are the best days. And like, I wish I could go back to college. Well, well, that is how I feel right now, right? <laughs> Except it's a little bit different. I um, am making money instead of going to school and classes. I'm working and doing the thing I freaking love and getting paid for it and getting to travel. And in the last year, I've been doing a lot of traveling, but mostly have been living in a town called Sayulita, Mexico. It is amazing. And the cool thing about this town is it's it's kind of a a little beach town and you walk everywhere. I don't have a car, but I can get all around town within 10 to 15 minutes at any place I can get to get there. So it's a small town. And so I've gotten to know a lot of the people. And one of my favorite things is going to listen to live music. So I've been like going out most nights, listening to live music and some of the nights, you know, the live music turn into like hanging out with some friends. And then before I know it, it's like one or two o'clock in the morning and I'm like heading home. And it's like, almost as I'm saying this, I'm like thinking, I'm like, I don't want people to think I'm a partier. I don't want people to think that like, I don't care because of like the judgment that goes around staying out. But 
it's not every night that I'm doing this, but it's so freaking fun right now. And it's kind of interesting because I feel like there's phases in our life. And for the last, I would say like maybe seven or eight years has been a little bit more of a hermit stage for me where I, which is one of the reasons why I decided to travel because my norm was staying in and especially in COVID and like not wanting to go out and being afraid to like go out and meet people. And so this has just really brought me out of my shell and I'm just having fun. And for the first time in, in this year, I have prioritized fun over my business. Like I've actually, this is such a vulnerable share. I am choosing to make probably the same amount I made last year. And even if I make less, I don't care because this year I've been having way more fun and prioritizing different parts of my life. But the thing that's fun is because I have a level of trust with myself, a level of trust with my business, a level of trust with making money that I can take. It feels like I'm able to take the pedal off of having to work so hard and cruise. And like the fun is the balance in it, right? So depending on, you know, and there's been other years where I haven't been as social, but I did prioritize fun and it looked different. And it looked like taking off the middle of the day, going down to Pacific beach in San Diego and like biking around with my boom box and my bubbles and my best friend and like stopping at the bars and like having our favorite drinks. Right. Or like going to the beach and just like hanging out there for the day. So over the last like few years, I definitely, depending on where I was living and kind of what phase I was in, I've prioritized doing really fun, cool things. And then even on a small scale, the days that I'm, you know, that my card doesn't look like, I mean, my card, my um, life doesn't look like a postcard, you know, it's, I'm in and I'm doing work, but I'm taking breaks and playing with my bubble gun and listening to music. And like the things that bring me that I just feel like are so fun are, you know, dancing to my Broadway shows or Hamilton or like rapping to Hamilton. So even on a scale, small scale every day, I'm doing something that feels super fun to me in my business. Okay. So the next one I want to talk about, which is number five is my clients are my friends and my friends are my clients. Now there are people out there that have the philosophy that like you shouldn't, you can't coach friends or you can't mix business with pleasure or friendship with business. And I just think that's bullshit. Right. And once again, this is different for everybody. And the reason this is different for everybody is because there's a huge part of our business, which is our positioning, which is how people see us, right? The, the way that we show up to the world. And there's been other mentors that I've worked with where they are more that professional or the expert. And like, they, you know, don't like, there's nothing about them. That's like, I'm your friend, right? There's different vibes. And so it's just different for everybody, but I want to give you permission that you, one of your vibes or one of your positionings can be a friend vibe, right? Like one of my vibes is like, yes, I'm an expert. And like, I know what I'm doing, but I'm also like, I'm like the bestie that's going to tell it how it is and say exactly what you need to hear. And like the most aligned loving way, and then give you a hug and then tell you exactly what to do and be like, let's do it this way. Right? Like that's how I work. And so as a result of like that vibe. And I've been told so, so many times that people that how I feel in real life is exactly how I come off online, right? Like it's transfers because I'm just being myself. And what 
also happens is that then my clients, people that have been clients at the end of our sessions are like, Hey, I want to be friends. And then we end up becoming friends. And then I also have people that are my friends first that then turn to my clients and they actually pay me like full prices, like no discount. Like we're doing this and they work with me and their clients. And why I'm able to do that is because I have really, really clear boundaries with my friends and my clients when it's in a business setting and also outside of the friend setting. So I'm able to mold because I just really trust myself. And I, the energy that I have, and maybe even the projector in me, that's a natural leader. That's my, I'm, always leading. Even when I'm in a friendship, I feel like I always, I bring that leader energy. And so my authenticity and my transparency, like just runs through my business. And so it happens, it overlaps like my friends and my clients. And that's, it's really fun. And I love it because oftentimes when I'm creating and when I'm tapping back into my, why I'm actually talking, I'm actually thinking about my clients. I mean, my friends and my clients. Right. And so many times when I'm talking, this is the best thing you guys is like so many of my best friends are coaches. And so when we're having conversations, it ends up being like content. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I got to take notes or I got to turn this into something. And so you guys have actually heard quite a few of my friends come on this podcast. And a lot of those conversations are just like, those are the type of conversations we would have when there is no mic recording us. Right. So this just really allows me to like be myself. And it just like all feels like fun because I'm just, I am me and this is who I am. And I just get to show up and lead with the right energy and have the right intention based off of the setting I'm in. So, okay. The next thing that I do is I go long periods of time with no mentor coaches or consuming or buying programs. And I think I really want to make this a a point here because we so often want to, it's so uncomfortable when we don't know, right? When we don't have the results we want, we think that something's wrong. And so our first thing is like, let me go find something or consume something that's going to help. Right. And for a really long time, that was me. And I really overconsumed, and it, it ended up becoming a crutch a little bit. So I do believe that coaching and mentorships and programs are super freaking valuable and are life-changing. And I built my, my programs on it. And I actually think that if it feels aligned to you to hire me or another coach, you absolutely should, but it's always about timing. And what I want us to get into the habit of, 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 I can't talk of is not thinking that we always need a coach or that having a coach or mentor equals more money because my biggest months last year, my few biggest months, I did not, I was not under a mentor. I was not in any group. I was just in my own lane. It was actually me and Jen when we were doing our master club mind, it was just the two of us. And we were so in our own lane that I did not have a coach or a mentor at that time. And then a little bit after that, I had a, I did a mastermind for a little bit. And then after that, I just, this year I've had a couple of calls with a a mentor of mine, but mostly have not had one because I have just over the years built so much trust. And I actually know like what I act and me personally, what I specialize is in how to sign clients, how to build a business. So I just do my own work. I'm not, I'm actually don't listen to other people's podcasts at this point. The only podcast I listen to is mine. And I actually listen to my podcast because I love it. Right. I just, I went back and I reconsumed all of my programs, how, um, effortless sales. I recently went back and I was like, 
at one point was like, oh, I need to redo this. I need to make it better or like, and then I watched it and I was like, holy fuck, this is so good. Like I learned so much for myself because when I was creating that, it was in this energy that was just so potent that I could never go back to that part of my business and teach in that way where I was. And so I just want to give you guys permission that part of this journey is learning how to cultivate a deep trust and knowing within ourselves and like learning how to build a business that really feels good to us. And I think that there is a time and a place for mentorship and you better believe in the next probably few months, I will, I feel I'm starting to feel like I'm on that leading edge or I'm looking for something to help calibrate me. But the only reason why I say to buy when you want to look into purchasing coaching or mentorship or a high level uh, mastermind is when you know you can get the results, but maybe you just want to do it faster or you want to do it with somebody, you want accountability, right? But the belief always needs to be, I can do this by myself or I know how, or I can do this, but there's times and places where maybe you want somebody to walk with you and really help you do the deep work but it's not always a necessity and it's not required to make money and it's not required to have business success. It's only when it feels aligned and you're going to know when it's the right time for you. And when you purchase coaching or mentorship or a program from a very empowered place of not thinking that thing's going to fix you or thinking that's the answer, that's when it's really going to work. And that is when it's going to just blow your mind. And so it's all about why you are buying and you want to be asking yourself, why am I buying this now? Okay. The next thing that I do that is unconventional is I use moon cycles and I pull angel cards for guidance and planning. So this is, oh yeah, and crystal grids. I'll use crystals and charge crystals. So this is like really bringing out the woo in me, right? So this is something I do and it's for fun. It just feels good. It actually lights me up. I really enjoy reading about the the moon cycles and planning and being very intentional and um, doing all that stuff. So I want to give you permission. If like you want to get guidance from you know, pulling cards or from moon cycles or from setting intentions on different things, or I even get Akashic readings, all of those things I really love. And I've also have built, made business decisions and built up programs based on my astrological chart and timing, right? So using the guides around us and the tools around us that are going to help us up to when there's going to be the most flow to do things, right? So like working with the natural flow of energy and really the cycles. Okay. And then the very last one, and this is the most vulnerable one for me to share with you guys, because there's some stigmas around this. And one of my goals is to really start speaking about this more publicly and help people shift their perceptions of what it means to use plant medicines. Okay. So I co-create and I use plant medicines in my business. So specifically I'm talking about producing mushrooms, LSD and weed. So I'm going to talk about these, um, each individually. So I would say the one that I use the most is marijuana or weed. And to me, it's almost like I kind of joke around with it. It's like almost like coffee to me. So I definitely use this on more of a regular basis. And for me personally, 
I actually use this to manage my ADD. So some people use um, prescription drugs for me. Um, and a lot of people with like weed, there's a lot of perceptions that like, oh, it's a downer. It brings you down. But the way me and my brain chemistry, it actually kind of is an upper for me. <laughs> it really makes me happy. And once again, there's different strains of weed in different amounts. And when I'm using it, it's at a very, very micro amount. So it becomes like an upper for me. And it just makes me really silly. It actually helps me when I'm like creating programs and I'm looking at frameworks, it helps me see things so differently. And I'm able to make connections that I wouldn't in the end. And it just really makes me creative and allows me to like be more of myself. So that's something that I have been using for a very long time and experiment, experimenting with. The next thing that I experiment with is microdosing mushrooms. Now, this is something that I just started in October of last year, and it's something that I kind of go in phases. So there'll be times when I'm doing like a schedule, which would look like two days on one day off one day on two days off. And I'm doing like 0.01. So at this level, it's like you can forget you even take it. You're not really meant to feel it in your body. It's just like such a small amount that it's like, you couldn't really detect it, that it's in your body. And when I first started using it, I was really in a phase where I was doing a lot of rewiring and, and I intentionally use it with coaching. So I have intentions of like why I'm using it because it's really meant for rewiring your brain and being able to be more open-minded. So one of the, the two biggest side effects of me really microdosing, which was a shock because I wasn't even really thinking about this, was I was really using it around dating and finding love. And for a really long time, well, I know, like I've known that I don't want my own kids and I still don't want my own kids. But for a while, I would say that I, I don't want to marry a guy with kids. But after microdosing, I actually started becoming more open to and doing some work about like, why don't I want kids or why am I not open to not dating guys with kids? Because if I don't want to date guys with kids, it's a whole, there's so many guys out there that I'm cutting off. Right. And there's a potential that maybe there is a guy out there that has a kid. That's the right pair for me. And in that situation, I would be open to it. So after doing some work, I'm actually like, and it's so surprising to me because I still am a little shocked. Like, no, I don't want kids. I don't want even want to be with a guy that has kids. But now I'm all like, no, there is a scenario that I actually would be open to that. And it feels really good. And it's opened me up to like a whole other group of men. Also in that same kind of realm is that I'm not a huge dog person, but once I started microdosing, I actually have started to have an affinity for dogs and like have allowed some dogs in my life. And before, once again, I wasn't even, I didn't even want to date a guy that had dogs. Like if a guy had a dog, I'd be like, nope, that's a deal breaker. But now I'm like, okay, for the right dog and the right guy, I'm open to it. Right. So it just made me in really surprising ways. I was so rigid about those thoughts. And now I'm like, oh, I'm open. Right. So that was really fun. And then the last um, plant medicine, and I guess it's not really so much plant, but LSD, like really, really small micro doses of like LSD and really only do this. I mean, I'll go months without doing it. And then I'll one month do it once or, you know, every, and then there'll be phases where I'll do it like twice in a month, but it's much more sporadically. And what I have found out with this is that once again, it's kind of like the mushrooms 
it just opens me up and it helps me see things in a very different way. And it's, it's almost like I'm able to, um, especially in the big thing, it helps me with the embodiment even more. It helps me even like sink into seeing, cause I'm constantly upgrading and challenging my thoughts. So when I'm using, especially mushrooms and LSD, it's helping the brain kind of see it from a different perspective. So it's helping me with the embodiment process where I'm able to like own it more and see myself as that person. I'm like able to like truly see myself in a little bit of way. But once again, it's such a small amount. I'm not really seeing it. Right. So I'm not like, I'm not tripping. I'm not like seeing weird things. It's like so micro that I can't even, even fathom, but using these things and co-creating with having these experiences in very different ways have truly opened me up to seeing myself and connecting with my soul and connecting with my gifts and getting even more clear of like what I'm meant to do here and seeing in a way of how I stand out differently from other people. So I'm able to be unique. So I've really have continued to like own myself and, and do levels of deeper embodiment because I'm working with different levels of consciousness, which is then helping me merge into different levels of who I am. And so it's been really, really beautiful. And I will definitely do, I have plans to do a longer episode on this and bring in some specialists because right now, and especially in the coaching industry and around the United States, um, bring in mushrooms and, and, and psilocybin and coaching and doing regiments around this has been proven to be very, very effective. And they are really trying to get approval for these types of drugs in a very fast way in different areas. So um, I'm excited to be an advocate for um, this within the coaching industry and also like take the stigma out of using these because I know I was grown up and actually I myself had to and I'm just going to be very vulnerable. I had to get a lot of coaching from a, a friend of mine. Who's also a coach around the shame that I had around like using weed and using these because my programming is, is like, Oh, if you're, if you use weed, you're a low life or you're a loser, or like you're not going to be successful. Right. So I really had to like rewire and give myself examples of like very successful business people that have been spoken out about using weed or, you know, being around people or like doing research about the about how it can help you and how, and just the different effects of it. And then also experimenting and knowing when to use it and when not to use it and finding a balance and taking the judgment out. So, okay. I, I still, I feel a little bit of a vulnerable hangover talking about this in such a public platform, but I know there are people out there that are really benefiting and maybe feel a little relief hearing that this is happening and that it's okay to do that. Okay. So once again, I, give all of you guys these examples, unconventional ways to give you permission to do things differently, right? Like you can make money doing it your way. There's not one formula that works. The formula for signing clients and for making money is energetic. And so how you get to that place where you're able to create it is based off of you. And if you get to create the rules and you get to do it your way, you might as well do it in a way that you freaking love and makes sense for you. So remember, we have the ability to energetically set standards for the rules of our business and how we get to show up and it gets to work. So I hope that this is helpful for you. This has definitely been a fun episode to 
to go through. And this is really what I want for you guys is to feel in this level of like ownership and level of embodiment in your business. So you just get to show up and get paid and work with amazing people for doing the thing that you love. And a couple of fun, quick announcements. I recently just created something for you guys. I, I am going to put this in the show notes, but you can now sign up for free access to my masterclass library. So I've taken all my best masterclasses and I put them in a library. So you'll get basically a login. And then instead of having to like go find my masterclasses and emails or we're not every single, and there's going to be, I think three or four in there. And so when you go in, you log in, all of them will be there and you'll have lifetime access to them. And these masterclasses are the best of the best, right? So you guys get them for free. So if you want access to this masterclass library, click below, you'll see the link to sign up. Also, I am opening up right now one to two special mentoring spots. So this is for the coach, healer, or creative who is already all in on their business, but you just want a deeper level of embodiment. And what I mean by a deeper level of embodiment is that who you truly are, that knowing in your soul, that person that you know you're meant to be, that you're showing up as that person every day, that you're effortlessly, the actions align to that, that you are a master of your emotions. Like I talked about in this podcast, right? Where you're just able to stay in that steady energy where you're living in your embodied state. So it looks like fun and that you're able to create a business just the way I described, but yet unique for you. So if you want to have a business that truly feels like a hell yes, that actually is making you money and signing clients in a way that lights you up. That's what I do. And I want to personally mentor two people, take them through, be there for you a hundred percent as you transform and make money doing it. And if you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor and share it. Please tell your friends. I know that this episode is going to really give people permission to step outside of the boxes that they're putting themselves and stop having the guilt around how they think their business is going to be. This is the permission that you and everybody else needs to really do things your way. And once you really commit to how you want your business to be, and it's just then about building deeper levels of trust with your process, with your rules, and that's when it gets really, really fun. So I'm sending love. And I'll see you guys next week.